I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today, and we're especially excited today to be joined by former Governor Gary Herbert. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a little uh, a little stroll uh, with the former governor today. <laughs> uh, big event Friday night, uh, celebrating uh, his years and and really a life of public service uh, that is so well deserved, and so many principles that we all can learn from. The state's been blessed. Uh, by the governor's leadership and, uh, more importantly, the principles he laid down that will serve the community for for years to come. Uh, so, Governor Herbert, thanks for joining us. Well, Boyd, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be here with you. And, uh, again, it's, as we enter this new chapter in our life, we do reflect on the past chapters. And yeah. uh, hopefully that will help us have a better chapter as we move forward. That's right. Uh, and those are some of the things that we want to make sure we we learned from. And uh, as you look at that, you, you penned a, a great piece for uh, Deseret and uh, led off with, of all things, uh, the, the great uh, Utah affinity for green jello. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have an affinity for green jello. We've been the jello capital of the world. And even though jello consumption is on the decline, uh, we're still staying stronger here in Utah than the rest of the country. But as you know from reading the article, it's it's really a metaphor for us getting together and associating one with another, whether that's in families, which is the, the major function. You know, it's uh, uh, the foundation of our society and our communities and our families. Or getting together with a neighborhood gathering, you know, a, a barbecue or some kind of a getting together. Even with uh, our culture here, of funeral potatoes as we gather together and pay respects and celebrate the life of somebody who's passed on. We have uh, funeral potatoes and, and jello. And so it just, it's a metaphor for the social capital that we have here in Utah in abundance, which I feel like we're losing in, in other parts of the country and maybe on the decline here, which causes me great concern. Yeah. And that's so important that, uh, that civil society really does seem to be both the part of the secret sauce of Utah, uh, but also uh, something that so many places around the country are really lacking. And uh, I think as we come out of the pandemic, more and more states uh, are looking at the success of Utah and saying, wait a minute, there maybe there actually is something there that uh, is a secret sauce. You know, you're right. In fact, uh, for my near 12 years as governor, uh, there's a lot of questions people ask. But the number one question the top of the hit parade was, why are you, Governor Herbert, doing so well in Utah? And it's, there's not any real simple, easy answer. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But uh, the fact that we, in fact, collaborate and cooperate, uh, more respectful, we lead the nation in volunteerism, we lead the nation in charitable giving, uh, we lead the polling, uh, Gallup are the most optimistic, uh, we're second to Hawaii for the happiest state. Those are part of the recipe for success we have in Utah. 
that allows us to have good outcomes and uh, have a good society and certainly makes it a business-friendly environment. But that, along with good policies we've got in place, really has helped us to move up the ladder to the top of the class. Yeah, I think it's so important. And uh, it's interesting, uh, we've been listening to uh, many of our entrepreneurs and business leaders here in the state. And as they talk to their counterparts in Silicon Valley or back in New York, uh, so many of them are saying, wow, Utah really is a place where there is a level playing field. Like you can actually start a business in, in Utah on a level playing field uh, and really have a chance for success. Well, we all know from our Declaration of Independence and the things we talked about, there should be equal opportunity for everyone. Uh, we've come sometimes a little short of that promise in the history of our nation. But having equal opportunity is an important aspect of having a successful society where everybody feels uh, needed and, and that the opportunity is open for everyone. Um, I know that, um, you know, as we think back on the, on the things that make a, a place great, it really boils down to the people and the culture that they have and the society. And, and because of that, I know Mayor Bloomberg and Bloomberg News, I, in fact, he invited me to come to his office in New York and asked me the, personally the question, why are you doing so well in Utah? His article has been in Bloomberg News talked about Utah had this large middle class and what they called upward mobility. That's kind of the American dream. You can be the best you can be, however you define that, with a free society. And uh, he, they actually put it into a mathematical formula and said Utah has the best upward mobility of any state in America today. And they said that if you're on the lowest end of the economic ladder, your chances are one in ten of going to the highest rung on the economic ladder. And that's pretty good odds, you know, for any of us that want to go out there and strive to excel, and certainly in the business community. But you know, success is not defined by just how much money you have. There's a lot of other factors, and that's kind of the social capital we have that's unique, uh, becoming more unique in Utah than other parts of the country. Yeah, I, I want to dig down on that just a little bit, uh, the the upward mobility factor, because often we do tout the success of things that are going well in the state, and sometimes we, we don't talk as much about those that are at the lower end of the economic ladder. Uh, but this upward mobility uh, is such an interesting thing uh, to look at and to measure. Uh, and I just wanted to have you dig down just a little bit in terms of that interesting combination of the social capital that seems to be real critical for helping those that are at the lower rungs, both economically and opportunity-wise, and then how that free market economy and civil society, how all of that comes together uh, to create bigger opportunity or better opportunity for everyone at every stage of, uh, mm -hmm. of the ladder. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Jesus said, uh, love your enemies as yourself, love your neighbor. Uh, and, and I think that's a key ingredient is that no, no matter who our neighbor is, and of course that's a, a parable in the New Testament also, uh, that we should in fact help each other. And we're good at helping. We see that probably most commonly uh, in when we have a, a natural disaster. We've had a number of big windstorms, which look like a war zone when they leave in our neighborhoods. And yet, without uh, any, anybody really saying anything, the next thing you know, people are out on the streets. They get their chainsaws or pickup trucks or trailers, their bushel baskets, and they start picking up the debris. They don't wait for government to act. They know it's, it's our neighborhood. It's our neighbor's. Many people that they don't know, but we need to help them. They need a helping hand. People come from all over. Uh, I know many times I've been with the Red Cross, and we've had fires and floods and different issues. 
he opened up his shelter, and then they say, gosh, we're going to have to close the shelter. I say, why? Because nobody's using it. They're going to other people's homes. They're going the same with family and friends and even strangers, and where it's a more welcoming, home-like atmosphere, and so we don't need to have these shelters open up. And they say, that's incredible. We don't see that around the country. So that's just an aspect of it. Um, you know, everybody needs to feel loved. Everybody needs to feel like we have opportunity. And a uh, helping hand given to those who maybe feel a little bit oppressed is something that we do well here in Utah. Hence, people feel like, you know, if I want to go out there and start a business, I can do it. We're, we're the epicenter for small business creation, for the entrepreneurial spirit alive and well here. We All of us probably have neighbors. But then maybe just a matter of, of a block or two or three, and a short distance, we said, wow, did you hear what happened to Boyd Matheson? You know, he's done very well. The business he started, and now he's doing very well, hiring people. Uh, and, and we see so many successes. We say, well, if, if Boyd can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that kind of synergism we see, and that kind of rubs off on all of us and say, you know, this is a great community where there is no limitation on what I can achieve in life. And as I've often said, man is only limited by the bounds which he places upon himself. And I don't care what background you come from, what your situation is, there's opportunity out there in this great country of ours, and particularly here in Utah. Uh, there, there are so many things, and and so much of that was the uh, the hard work and heavy lifting that uh, you've done throughout your career in public service, and particularly as governor of the state of Utah. And of course, now you're in the the great pivot moment. And uh, as we were discussing before we uh, came on air, uh, some of the things that you you don't have that great staff around you to to make sure you're on schedule and uh, and on time. But uh, as you mentioned earlier, Governor, it is important, and, and I feel so. Uh, strong about the fact that we we do have to remember the lessons uh, of what went right, what went wrong, what could have been done better. Uh, and we need to celebrate those principles and those policies uh, that create success, not just for the one, but for the many. Former Governor Gary Herbert joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Much more to come. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.